0: Blog Talk Radio. Christian Survival Radio. It's the 30th day of August 2018. It's 8 a.m. on the east coast of the United States. We're broadcasting to you today from North Central West Virginia. Before we get into the Word of God, let's go to prayer. Precious Heavenly Father, we come to you today in the name of Jesus, the name above all names, asking you today for your anointing, for your guidance, for your teaching. Lord, that you would infiltrate our minds and our hearts that you would lead us and guide us into what we need to hear, what we need to do. Let your knowledge, Lord, and your grace flood us today, that we may not struggle, Lord, in in, in our knowledge of you. Lord, you said that your people perish for the lack of knowledge, and we ask you that you outpour that knowledge today upon our lives, that we may know and discern the times and Move in the right direction as you as you prod us and drive us, Father, where we need to be. Let us always be in our submission, power. You said, not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. And we ask all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. We've been in the book of Acts, and uh, the last time we was talking about what happened in Acts chapter 2. And we're going to kind of deviate today, still talking about the Spirit. We're going to go to the book of Romans and talk about the life in the Spirit. Why the Holy Spirit came? Why did Jesus send back the Holy Spirit? Well, we've talked that the Holy Spirit leads us and guides us into all truth and all righteousness. Now, you can observe our society today and... You can see that men, when I say men, I mean mankind, people, are driven by something or someone. There's no such thing as a free soul. There's no such thing as being neutral in this thing. You are either affiliated, knowingly or unknowingly, by one of two spirits that operate in this world. Now, the unknownly part would be if you are driven and motivated by the powers of darkness, which certainly influence today. The Bible declares in 2 Corinthians 4:4 4, 4, that the God of this world has blinded. The minds of the people, they're blinded means deceived, drawn into a place of deception. We are either influenced by the powers and principalities that Paul talked about in Ephesians chapter 6, or we are motivated and driven by the Spirit of God. I guess there is life in the spirit on both sides, but one is good and one is bad. Of course, we're going to talk about the life in the spirit of God. And the first thing that we need to know is that our yielding to one or the other determines our destiny or the outcome of of our lives. The Lord said, I would that none would perish, but every day people perish because of choices. We find when Cain slew Abel, the Lord spoke to Cain and said, there's a sin offering. At the door. Sin life at the door, which is translated, there's a sin offering, there's a way out. Uh, if you re- if, if you accept my way, then I'll forgive you of for this murder. And I'll set you on the right path, but he chose not to receive what was at the door. Every day, we make choices. The Bible says, choose you this day whom you will serve. We are a driven society, look around. We come upon people every day and we see their empty countenances and hollow eyes, so to speak, and we can tell in an instant they are driven by something other than the spirit of God. Something else has dominion in their lives, other than the Spirit of God. And the only way that God can have full control of our lives is when we fully submit. Submit yourself unto God and resist the devil. And he will flee from you. There must be resisting. And we resist through the power of God. There was provided 2,000 years ago on a cross where the finished work of Jesus Christ provided a way that we can make right choices and live life in the spirit. Uh, Not that there's a smooth road in this. There's always bumps and there's always contradictions and there's always uh, uh, battles and trials and tests. Thinking not strange, the Bible says of the fiery trials, but if we are living in the spirit of our hope and our eyes upon Jesus Christ. And, and we're going to make it if we make the right choices. Men have always been, since creation, creatures of a free will. The choices you make today will decide your Tomorrow. Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Choose you this day. At that particular time, the promises of God laid before the children of Israel, for the taking. Some chose not to go in that direction. Joshua said, I'm going in that direction. I'm making a conscious decision today to go the way of the Lord. Even there's days we walk by faith. Every day we walk by faith. Because the just must walk by faith. We don't see sometimes where our footsteps are going, but we know that our footsteps are ordered of the Lord. A society... that is driven and becoming more driven as time marches on. The Bible declares iniquity shall abound. Lawlessness all over the world will abound. This comes from not knowing Jesus Christ. That comes with siding in with the rebel. The spirit of rebellion, the Bible declares is as the spirit of witchcraft, witchcraft, the religion of fallen men. No one's a free spirit. So as I talk to you today, as you live your life, make no mistake about you're being influenced by something or somebody. You are being driven by either the power and the spirit of God, or you're being driven by the powers of darkness. There's no neutral in this thing. What has more influence in your life? Take inventory. The Bible says search out your own salvation with trembling and with fear. Take a conscious inventory of where you're at now and how you got there. and Look back and see how you got there. With it. Who influenced you? Who drove you to where you're at. See, the Bible declares the whole duty of man is to worship God. We were created in his image that we might have fellowship and broken fellowship automatically puts us over in a category where we are driven by the powers of darkness. Powers that work in this current age for a time and for a period. We know their, their demise is coming, but for now they are operating in the lives of men and women and boys and girls, in the lives of nations, in the lives of leaders. So down through the ages, we see their influence. We see their influence on society. We see their influence in every, every, every facet and phase of life, in, in every government, every school system, even in every church institution. We see the influence of the powers of darkness. They leave nothing untouched. but we need to know the Word of God to discern what is right and what is wrong, to discern the times. So Jesus Christ went to the cross. He ascended. He sent His Holy Spirit that me and you, we talked about in Acts chapter 2. We're going to go back to Acts, but we're going to go in Romans for a little bit. He provided His Spirit, that we can be baptized in His Spirit. We can be led by His Spirit, and we can... Have life in his spirit. John 10: For the thief, the murderer, the killer, comes to destroy it. He's doing it every day. Not on certain social levels or any certain parts of society, it doesn't matter whether rich or poor, or in between, or middle class, people are being influenced and controlled and led by these spirits. So we're going to read one verse in Romans chapter 8, and then we're going to go to Romans 6 and 7. And these are going to be many parts, I'm sure, but we're going to go back to chapter 8 and talk about life in the spirit. Bible says to study, to show yourself self-approval, workmen needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. See, the Bible says that the will of God is that, there, that, that we grow in the grace and the knowledge of Jesus Christ. So Paul wrote in Romans chapter 8, verse 1, There is therefore now, at this present time, In this A.D. time, in the church age, in the the age, the dispensation of grace in which we are living, to those that believe on the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, there is no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. He's not one way. He's the only way he says I am that I am knowing the beginning from the ending God almighty incarnated in flesh and the word John 1 became flesh the logos became flesh in the beginning was the word where was God the word was with God the mystery of the triune Godhead and the operation thereof and his dealing with men, more mankind. There's no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. The word condemnation means a adverse sentence or a Bad verdict or guilty verdict. Criminals don't want to hear a guilty verdict. But the bottom line is today we are all guilty and deserve condemnation, deserve judgment all of us all have sinned to come short of the glory of God doesn't matter who your family is what your status is in the church what your status is on the job how much money you have what social class you run with it doesn't matter you're under condemnation without Jesus Christ you're under judgment without Jesus Christ you're under an adverse sentence without Jesus Christ because we've all sinned and that's our problem and come short of the glory of God. We have a sin problem. We were born with a sinful nature. Adam was a son of God, but we're the sons of Adam and Adam fell. And we are products of that fall and we live in a fallen world. Let's get that straight. Men cry, peace, peace, but the Bible says sudden destruction. Men running to and fro. Knowledge is certainly increasing. The Bible says that would happen, but men through self-help and through things that they can implement and laws and this and that, they think they can restore continuity and peace back to the world, but they can't. Because the prince of peace has not come yet. There is a pseudo leader who is the God of this world for time and for a season and he, the furthest thing from his mind is peace. His thrust is chaos and death and destruction and murder and mayhem and wars and rumors of wars and pestilence. And he loves to see God's prized creation suffer under his heavy hand. Are you listening to me this morning? But in Christ, no condemnation if you've accepted him if you've been born from above you've been born again if you've been washed in the blood if you said the sinner's prayer you've made a conscious decision to turn and go in the other direction if you denounced all evil then there's no condemnation in your life you are under the blood of Jesus Christ guilty yes but what's our plea we plead the blood certainly guilty Guilty as charged. A sinner. Saved by grace. Guilty as charged. But there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Walk not after the flesh. Or our own ways? How many religions today do you see in full operation that are men? That are men's doctrines and men's ways and men's implements, men's tools of self-help, men's endless ways of trying to obtain a Shangri-La, so to speak. As I said, trying to bring peace into the world when men do not have an them to bring peace. Oh, there's been treaties, and I've heard people say this is the war that'll end all wars. We have their skirmishes every day. Men have said down through the ages, this is the last big war, but that's not biblical. There's coming a, a larger war. Certainly the end time war is going to be the Battle of Armageddon. That's the the war. That, that'll be the war to end all wars. <laughs> so there's therefore no condemnation. There's no guilt. Hmm. Satan, if we are in Christ, has no legal right to charge us. He knows we're guilty. We know we're guilty. But somebody... Is our advocate? Somebody's our lawyer, and that advocate and that lawyer is Jesus Christ. So why there's no condemnation? Because Romans chapter six, verse three and five tell us that we are baptized into His death. If we are baptized into His death, then we are risen with Him at His resurrection. We can't depend on our personal strength or any religious efforts to overcome sin. One of the one of the most the most diabolical spirits in the church world today is that stinking spirit of religion. And I said stinking. Legalism. Man made laws and regulations that no by no means can save any man. We we have we we we, we don't have it in us to keep the law of God. We'll talk about that. The law is good. The law is right. But the law simply pointed out our sin problem. But we who are in Christ live after the Spirit or the Holy Spirit. When Christ finished his work, when he bowed his head and said, It is finished. When he shed his blood on the cross of Calvary, every step to Calvary was from something. By his stripes we are he, when he was laid in the grave and on the third day, he resurrected. This was the plan of God because the Bible says that Jesus Christ was crucified from the foundation of the world. This was the plan to redeem mankind and, and, and bring them back to God the Father. Genesis 3.15. For the seed of the woman shall bruise the seed of the serpent, shall crush the seed of the serpent, so he you shall bruise his heel, but he will crush your head. So we're not trying to win a victory; we are trying to walk in a victory that's already been won, two thousand years ago at the cross. So we have we we have spiritual laws that are in effect. We'll talk about that. There are spiritual laws that cannot be broken, and when Jesus Christ defeated Satan at the cross, and He did he did. There's no denying that. Then the Holy Spirit can walk and move in the legal confines of that finished work. often heard her said people are grieving the Holy Spirit. What grieves the Holy Spirit? I believe one thing, I don't know everything that does, but I'm sure I'm, I'm sure one thing that does is, is, is when we try to do this by ourselves. And he can't help us in our efforts. We must believe on the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And if you believe on him, the Bible says you shall be safe. Salvation was well, certainly bought to the cross. People don't talk a lot about living for God, life in the spirit, which is sanctification, a separation. Come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord. And for your people, well, I've got to do this by myself. You can't. You can't do this by yourself. There's there's not enough self-help books or self-help gurus in the world that can help you in this situation. This is a battle, a spiritual battle battle There's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. For we are bought with a price. Bought with a price. Let's go to Romans chapter 6. We'll start there. Romans chapter 6. We're going to talk about being dead to sin. This is a provision that the Spirit of God helps us with. See, that's why he sent the Holy Ghost. To help us. To give us victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. And, 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 and don't say these things don't affect you. They affect everybody. Everything is out there. Today, What used to hide under counters and brown paper bags is right before the people today. Access to sin is simply a click of a button today. Any type of evil, I don't want to use the word conjure, but any type of evil you want to get involved with is right at your fingertips. You know it is. Technology is wonderful, but it can also be damning. So Paul wrote in Romans 6, verse 1, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? That we continue there means to stay, to remain, to tarry, to hang out in sin. Because we live in grace, does that give us a license to sin? No. Romans 5.20 Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Where sin increased, grace topped, abounded above that. The law of Moses was not to save. The law of Moses was to point out the the will of God, God, God's requirements, and to show our offenses, that our sins might be identified before our eyes, that we might know that we are sinning against God, but the law gave us no power over these sins. In fact, the Bible says the letter kills. Verse 2, Romans chapter 6. He asks the question. First verse: Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? In verse two, he answers that God forbid. <laughs> How shall we, that are dead to sin, live any longer there? And after the transformation, after salvation, after we accepted Jesus Christ, after we have given. Our lives completed in Him, and, and placed our very sanctification in His hands. Is it okay to sin? Will we sin? Yes, yes, we will. But premeditated sin is sin. If we if we think we can sin. And use graces and escape—that's not biblical. He said, "God forbid." How how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Dead to sin means dead to this sin nature that we inherited from Adam. We all have from a baby. You have to teach a baby the lies they grow up. You got to teach them to tell the truth, because see, there's this there's this sin nature in all of us. We have, we have this capacity and capacity to go towards the evil, evil side. Okay. It's that rebellious man came about in the garden at the fall of man. But how can, how can we that are dead to sin, that we are now believers in Christ, that we've accepted his love gift? that we've received him into our heart and to our lives. The only only answer for man, the only Savior for man is Jesus Christ. The only way is Jesus Christ. The only way to resurrection is Jesus Christ. The only way to abundant life is Jesus Christ. not one of many, the only one. He said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. Verse 3, know you not. See, this is we're going to talk about our sin problem. Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. You see? John the Baptist was the forerunner of Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ went before us, gave his life. He who knew no sin became sin. <clears throat> Thought himself not robber to be with God. This, this mind that was in him was, a, was, was the Kenosis, the outpouring. He came to do something. He came to give his life that men might be saved. He came on a mission. The Son of the Living God, the Perfect Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. And He's coming back in judgment and power and glory. He's King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He, Jesus is the center, the focal point of everything, every all dominion, all power has been given unto him, the Bible declares. But he says, as many as were baptized or are baptized into Jesus Christ, we were baptized into his death. The old man has died. And all things in Christ have become new. This is how we live life in the Spirit. The provision has been made, the way has been made that we can live life in the Holy Ghost. Galatians 3.27 says, For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Baptizing in his death. In John fourteen twenty, and that day ye shall know that I am in the Father, and ye are in me, and I in you. He is the vine, and we are the branches. Our total dependence on him. Victory over sin has a whole lot to do with yielding to the right thing. We're going to yield to something. <laughs> Once again I I go back and and tell you that there's no free souls. We're not neutral. Nobody is. Something motivates and something influences every day of our lives. What we hear, what we see, the lust of the eye, the pride of life, the world, Something catches our eye every day. Something draws us every day. It's not always good. There's much evil in the world. We're not supposed to be of the world, but we're certainly in the world. And we can be under the influence of the world. That's why he tells us to come out from among them and be ye separate. In the book of Colossians chapter 2, verses 11 through 13, Paul wrote, and whom also ye are circumcised, with the circumcision made without hands. Now remember, on the eighth day in the Old Testament, every male child was circumcised as a point of, of covenant, as a sign. But the circumcision we're talking about here today was made without hand, and it's of the heart. In whom also you are circumcised with the circumcision made without hand, in putting off the body of sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Verse 12, Colossians 2, buried with him in baptism. Wherein also you are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead, buried with him in baptism, and raised and risen with him, becoming new, which is by faith, through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead by the quickening spirit of the Holy Ghost. And you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. All sin. covers every sin. There's only one unpardonable sin. Blasphemy the Holy Ghost, the rejection of God's plan, the rejection of God's sin. In the mind of God, the plan of God, when Jesus Christ died on the cross, we died with him. The Bible declares he is our substitute. We should have hung on the cross. But he, I'm going to repeat the scripture, he who knew no sin became sin. Something had to satisfy the wrath of a thrice holy God. Something had to had to fulfill the law and give men a way to fulfill that law because in themselves it cannot be done because of our sin nature he become our substitute and we we identify with his death which gives us the benefits of the resurrection and when he died he did it for us for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever should believe on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The revelation of this comes through the Spirit of God. When we get a hold of the fact that we didn't deserve it, that that we are simply products of grace and mercy, if we got our just dues, God would have wiped out men a long time ago. Remember, he said in Genesis, he said, "For their minds are constantly on evil; that's all they think about." That was in the days of Noah, and the, Jesus said, "As was in the days of Noah, so shall be in the days of the coming of the Lord." Back in the same old rut, men's minds are on evil all the time, and men's ways today are 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 better in contriving and and. Uh, to go and do evil. Methods. Meth- There's greater methods to be as evil as we can. I mean, it's phenomenal. <laughs> We'd, it scares so you know uh, a lot of it. But really how evil men are when they don't have Jesus Christ. How far can they go? The Bible says because... You refuse to retain me in your knowledge. I in in your. He said, "I will turn you over to a reprobate, a soul that is lost, because you've chosen or you haven't chosen God and His ways." So there's only one other side. We said that. Romans six verse four. Therefore, we are buried with Him by baptism unto death that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father even so we also should walk in newness of life Colossians two twelve. buried with him in baptism read it again wherein also you risen with him through the faith of the operation of God who hath raised him from the dead? We died with him. We was buried with him. So that means every past sin, every transgression in the past, was buried with him. We are forgiven. He took on our sins. That's why God turned His back on him. He was smitten of God. The Bible declares. Because God, a holy God, cannot look on sin. When they put him in that tomb, our sins went there. And three days later he came out. In newness. Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, by the by the quickening spirit. And when we accept him, the Bible declares also do we walk in newness of life. There's no old man anymore, the new man in his place. Luke wrote in Acts two twenty four, or Peter preached this, whom God hath raised up having loosed the pains of death. <laughs> Death, the wages of sin is what? Death. And God raised up Jesus Christ, having loosed the pains of death. Yes, we die in this flesh, but we as individuals will live for, If we accept Jesus Christ, we're we'll going to live forever ever somewhere anyhow. Men will always be in a conscious state somewhere. Whom God have raised up, having loosed the pains of death because it was not possible that he should be holden of it. God's plan. He said, this generation looks for a sign. He said, i give you one sign. He said, it's the sign of Jonah for three days in the belly of the fish. So shall the Son of Man be. And on the third day, the Spirit of God will resurrect him in newness of life. The perfection. In 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse, verse 4, for though he was crucified through weakness, yet he lived by the power of God. When he took on, when he put on sin, he never sinned, get that straight. Jesus Christ never got married, moved to France. He didn't commit any sexual sins. He was the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Okay? He was the Son of Of the living God, He was God's holy Lamb. He was God's uh, Jireh, God's provision, Jehovah Jireh. For though He was crucified through weakness, yet He liveth by the power of God. For we also are weak in Him, but we shall live by Him by the power of God toward you. We are weak, yes, but we live with Him by the power of God that's towards us. And that's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, our helper, the paraclete, the one that comes alongside. In Second Corinthians five seventeen. listen to what Paul wrote. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things, how many, are become new. So we are new creatures in Christ. Well, is there outwards? No, this is by faith. There's an inner experience. Too many people are looking for the outward, but it's an inner. It, it, God changes us on the inside. It's regeneration. Old things are passed away. Old things are passed away. So, the question is asked so many times, it, it is there a lifestyle change when we accept Christ? Yes? Well we don't want to do the things we used to do there if if there's no change, then perhaps we're not even saved. We haven't been regenerated. we haven't accepted Jesus Christ. We haven't allowed him to change our lives. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. We died in him. We're buried in him, and his resurrection was our resurrection to a newness of life. John said I'm sorry, Jesus said in John ten ten, The thief comes not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I come that they might have life, and they might have it more abundantly. It's the finished work of Jesus Christ. Back to Romans six, verse five. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. You see the new life here? See the newness, the freshness? That old dead, condemning, horrible, sick sin was taken care of at the cross. That's why we don't have any condemnation. That's why there's not a bad report against us. That's why... Uh, there's not a bad verdict against us. As I said before, have we sinned? Yes, yes, yes. So how do? what do we plead? We plead the blood. We plead regeneration. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ that washes away the sins of mankind. So if we've been planted together with Christ, the likeness of his death. Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 4.10, Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. This is our dying out, our kenosis, our pouring out, our being a bond servant, our surrendering completely to the will of God, not even being in ourselves, bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. So he says, for if we be planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. As he was, so shall we be. He was glorified. People say, well, what are we going to be like? Like Jesus. Not him, was he walked, walked the earth before he ascended. Read about him. Told the disciples to go back and wait 10 days for the endurance of power. Verse 6, Romans 6. Knowing this, that our old man See see the change? There's a Uh, Scientific term, metamorphosis. Our old man is crucified with him. That the body of sin, wow, might be destroyed. That henceforth we should not serve sin or we should not be bound by sin. We should not live a life of sin. We're going to fail, yes but the righteous get back up again. Do we confess our sins? Certainly. And God Almighty is faithful and true to forgive our sins. In Ephesians 4.22, that you put off concerning the former conversation of the old man, which is corrupt according to deceitful lust. This is a picture of the old man before Christ. And Paul wrote in Romans there that the body of sin should be destroyed, or the power of our sin nature be made ineffective, dormant, switched off. What do you gonna call it? We're gonna learn. He says here that sin should not have dominion over our. There again, something has dominion over our lives. that we should not serve sin. We said in, Rome, in, in in Romans 8, 1, that the guilt of sin is removed. There's no condemnation. So the guilt of sin, when we are converted, when we are regenerated, is removed, the guilt of it, the shame of it, the condemnation of it. So something else rules our hearts and our lives. It's the Spirit of God. So the sin nature that we all possess that hasn't left by no means, which the other capacity is sin, but no longer rules us, no longer has dominion over us. Many people darken the church doors that are ruled and reigned by the powers of darkness or influenced heavily by the powers of darkness. Only one antidote for that, and that's Jesus Christ and him crucified. Paul wrote in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. I am crucified with Christ, (laughs) dead with him, yet I live. Yet not I, not the old man, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, see the change? I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave me himself for me. See, what's coming Unless we know these truths, we're going to be overcome. Jesus already promised, iniquity shall abound; love of many shall grow cold. Many many will walk about to deceive and harm. Many will be wolves in sheep's clothing. And we need to know the truths of this gospel, the truths of what Jesus Christ did. Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ, and yet I live, not me, but it's Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh is by faith, by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Now, Paul called himself the chiefest of sinners. Many times he went back and told of what he did against the Christians, how he didn't deserve salvation. But he met Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus. And he was changed it was changed that same change that metamorphosis belongs to me and you today when we accept Jesus Christ Paul wrote in Romans 7:24 a wretched man that I am who shall deliver me from the body of this death the wages of sin is and always will be death back to Romans chapter 6 verse 7 for he that is dead dead in our sins, dead with Christ. Hmm. Listen to what it says here. It's freed from sin. That's a powerful statement. If we are dead in Christ, then sin no longer has dominion over us. He hath o wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? Jesus Christ delivers us from this body of death. Yes, we're all wretched, undone, sinners saved by grace, but it's the power of God through Jesus Christ that delivers us from sin. Our nemesis is sin. Our problem is sin. Mankind's problem has always been sin and always will be. Sin is rebellion against God. God cannot, 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 cannot look upon sin. Yet we're saved with a sin nature by the grace of God through Jesus Christ. Peter wrote in 1 Peter 4.1, For as much then as Christ hath suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. For he that hath suffered in the flesh have ceased from sin the dying out to Christ he, he he, must be when we say he is Lord I mean he sits on the throne of our heart he's Lord of our lives he controls us we don't belong to ourselves we belong to him the Bible declares we have been bought with a price and in every man woman boy girl's life there, sometimes there's rebellion that old sin nature that witchcraft spirit that raises up in us again and somehow wants to circumvent the things of God and go in our own direction and help ourselves. We can't do it. Jesus said, I am the way. And he is the only way in living a life in the spirit and being sanctified progressively. We haven't arrived, never will arrive. But We're running a race. Paul said, I've run the race. I've kept the faith. Romans 6, verse 8. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. See, there's a faith factor here. Was he resurrected? Yes. If we go by the way of the grave, will we be resurrected? Yes. Read read 1 Corinthians chapter 15. The same spirit. That brought Jesus Christ out of the grave is the same spirit that brings us out of the grave. If we are alive and remain about the same spirit, declares we will be caught up in the air to be with Jesus Christ forever. Not by power and by my but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Well we live in the world and we are so influenced so much by the unseen. That's why we are justified. By our faith. Now if we be dead with Christ. Once again, that goes back to His crucifixion. Then we're baptized into His death. We believe that we shall also live with Him. We shall have resurrection life or abundant life, which He talks about in John 10. For the thief cometh but to kill and destroy, but I've come that you might have life and life more. But out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Jesus Christ is life. He is life. He defeated death, hell, and the grave. Paul said, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? 2 Timothy 2.11 says, It is a faithful saying. For if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. See? Dying out. And that's crucifying ourselves. Giving ourselves. Putting on the mind of Christ. Being our total influence, the word of God. And we die to ourselves, to our ways, to our dreams, to our schemes. Our old visions die and we put on the vision he wants for us. We trust him enough to fully give ourselves totally or do we want to control just a little part over here? Well, I'll give you this much but I'm going to control this little part over here. Perfect submission. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. And we need the Holy Ghost to teach us how to yield. God help us today. So next time we'll begin with verse 9. Concerning how believers need to be dead with sin. How there's no condemnation to cry. We need to live and walk and talk in the Spirit. If you don't know Jesus Christ today, he's the catalyst of all this, see? Bible declares, He sits at the Father's right hand right now, making intercession for me and you. He is our advocate. That word advocate means lawyer. He's our representative. The Bible said, "There's a man sitting at the right hand of God, one mediator between God and man, and that's the man, Christ Jesus." And He said, "I sent you my Holy Spirit, that should lead you and guide you and help you." The Bible says you can't say Jesus is Lord except to be through the Holy Ghost. So when you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God Almighty raised Jesus Christ from the dead, call upon the name of the Lord, and you shall be saved. Make a conscious decision to denounce all sin, to completely yield your members unto Jesus Christ. Like there again, I made the statement, we're going to yield to something. Something controls and motivates our lives every day. We see the outcome, of every day, what motivates us. This life in the Spirit, when we're no longer in the condemnation, is for every man, woman, boy or girl. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I would that none would perish. While well, there's yet time, he says, come unto me, ye that are heavy laden in labor, and I will give you rest. Coming to the end of the age, things are wrapping up. Accept Jesus Christ today. Make him Lord of your life today. And I'm not going to sit here and say, well, everything's going to be perfect. No, 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 no. I will tell you there's a warfare involved in this. There's a price to pay. Before any builder builds a building, you must count the cost. Count the cost. You no longer belong to yourself. You belong to him. Where you were purchased with the price. The hardest thing is to do for men to give complete control to somebody else. Completely trusting in his ways. Because the Bible says his ways are not our ways, his thoughts are not our thoughts. They're supreme, they're above us. Receive him today. If you're sick in your body, he's still healing. By his stripes, you're healed. If you're fighting emotional, psychological problems, he was chastised for our peace of mind. I, I believe that everything he did at the cross was for everything that man needs. Everything you need in this life was provided at the cross of Jesus Christ. Precious Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. And we ask you today, Lord, that your anointing would destroy every yoke of bondage. God, give people hope today. Give them Lord, just lift them up today out of shadows, God. Deal with their souls today. May they receive you in your fullness. Lord, heal that chronic illness today, Lord, that ongoing disease, Lord. In Jesus' name, Lord, you can heal heart disease and sugar diabetes and renal failure and cancer and anything, Lord, any disease, infirmity. You said you're in touch with our infirmity. By your stripes, we are healed. Lord, Lord, bring healing today in Jesus' name. Let people believe that you heal. And touch the people today, God. Give them miracles. Give them miracles, Father. Remove the tumors, my God. In in Jesus' name, you can do this. And you have done it. And you will do it. We praise you for it. Lord, touch that one suffering today. In their mind, a psychological problem. Touch that one today that's oppressed and depressed. Let them call on your name today. Your name. Lord, you're not it's not your will that men live walk and talk in darkness. It's your will that we come into your glorious light and help us walk in that light today. Lord, stir your churches and your pastors and your preachers and your leaders and the laity. Lord, stir and stir up the gift of God that's on the inside of us. We ask all these things today. In Jesus' name. We thank you that you're going to say, we thank you that you're going to heal and deliver and set free. Break the chains. There's no name under heaven that a man could be saved except the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in the blood of Jesus to break every chain today. And We thank you for this. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen and amen. God bless till next time. This has been Truth in the Word with Pastor Jim Newsom on Christian Survival Our email address is truthintheword777 at gmail.com. May God bless each and every one of you. Keep looking up, for Jesus is coming soon.